There are biodegradable catering options and recyclable options for that whole catering venue as well, because a lot of people want to have parties at home, you know, as opposed to going out and into restaurants. And it's a big trend moving toward that as well. Welcome to The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods, the nation's first podcast devoted to the restaurant industry. Now, here's your host, Woolco Foods CEO, Stephen Toberoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods. I'm your host, Stephen Toberoff. And today I'm doing something different, but something that I know you're going to like and I'm excited to do because the main purpose of this podcast, other than being entertaining and informative, is to give really great actionable information, content, and insights for those people who are either in the restaurant industry or who aspire to be. And so today what I'm doing is I'm interviewing someone who we at Woolco Foods have done business with for a number of years with somebody that I have an enormous amount of respect for as a professional and as a salesperson, and someone whose product line is on the cutting edge of what you need to know about in this industry for now and for many years into the future. And I said that now is the time to do this interview because the information and and the ideas that we're going to discuss here are really essential in every aspect of your business, and uh, there's no better time to do it now. So without further ado, I want to introduce Lisa April. Lisa, thank you for coming in. Lisa is the Purchasing and Supply Manager for Key Impact, and she's a phenomenal person, a phenomenal salesperson. And Lisa, thanks for taking the time to come in here today. Oh, no, thank you, Stephen. Uh, I'm honored to be here today, and uh, like you said, we've worked together for many years. So, Lisa... You, we purchase from you a variety of products that I would categorize under the heading of non-food items, takeout containers, food handling gloves, vital items that we use in the back of the house. And the reason that I wanted to have you come in here today and the reason why I'm so happy you did is because there's so many aspects of what you sell us that are massively on trend right now and, and certainly going forward in the industry. So let's break it down into different segments. The first is takeout packaging. Takeout is a ever-growing aspect of this industry. You can read the articles all over the place. It's something that's not going to change, and it has many concepts and, and many aspects to it that are important and that you need as a restaurant to know about to not only maximize profitability, but to maximize the experience that your customer has. So my first question is, Lisa, and it was something that you and I were discussing before the interview, What do you think are the best ways for people who own a restaurant and who are going to utilize takeout packaging to think about that aspect of their business, both from the perspective of what their customers' experience is, as well as what they, the owner of the restaurant, need to think about from what they need to accomplish on their end? Well, Stephen, first I would, you know, take a look at your menu and the items that you're serving. So what do you want that item to look like? to taste like when it gets to that customer. By the time it goes through an Uber Eats or whatever delivery system you may have, even if they're picking it up, what do you want that to be? So in other words, if it's a panini, say, you want that panini to still be crispy on the outside. So a container that you would be looking for would 
have that availability to not only keep your food warm, but also to keep the integrity of that meal by the time it gets to the end user. Such a great point because I wrote a blog entry that you could see on LinkedIn about this exact thing, which is there's a lot of controversy about Grubhub and Seamless and all of the various takeout companies. But for those restaurant operators that are viewing it as a value-added opportunity, you need to think about every aspect of the process because the last thing you want is to be putting meals in containers that are phenomenal in your restaurant. And then when they get to your customer, they aren't what you want it to be. And you've damaged your brand. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's so on point. So you're talking about for these people to really think about what, so I guess my question is this, would you say first and foremost, the uh, restaurant needs to think about what packaging is going to work best for me based upon the type of cuisine I'm delivering? Absolutely. Absolutely. And your salesperson will be able to help you with all of these options. There are so many different options that we do have today that are green, they're either recyclable, which would be some of your plastic, which a lot of people have kind of going away from plastics, but not really realizing that they are recyclable. So our plastic lines do hold heat. They do have a good closure. So when you get to the end user that if you have something that's very juicy, lots of times it can you know hold the food well on that. Then you can go to your fiber or your sugarcane, which these items are compostable and also biodegradable. Now, that's a great point, which sort of dovetails into this. So on the one hand, when you talk about packaging and containers, you have to talk about the quality of the product, which we just said. The other thing that I'm seeing a lot with my customers, and I think that this is a trend throughout industries in general, is businesses want to be good stewards of the environment. They want to be eco-friendly. They want to know that they're doing things that are ethical. When you're talking about takeout containers and other disposables, there's probably nothing that has a bigger impact on the environment than that. So now you're dovetailing into something else. Can you just briefly give a definition of what the difference is between, say, recyclable, biodegradable, and compostable? Sure. A recyclable item it gets, again, recycled into the system. Sometimes you can have an item that has been recycled, like a box, the biopack boxes, they are recycled, already used of recyclable paper, and then you can also put it in a recyclable container so for, it will be recycled again. You have plastics that are fully recyclable. They will have your like a, a polypropylene. As you will see in places like a, a Starbucks, or Dunkin' Donuts, they use their cups, are made out of polypropylene as well. So that would also be another recyclable item. When you think about a compostable item, fully compostable, now the boxes can also be compostable because it's if it's lined with a PLA lining, which would be like a greenware cup, is fully compostable. It's made out of PLA, which is polylactic acid. So that and, and the lining of a biopic can be completely compostable along with a sugar uh, or a bagasse item. So bagasse is a byproduct of sugarcane, which is juiced down. And that is you. So the really neat thing about sugarcane is not only is it compostable, but it's also biodegradable. Now, so, one of the things that I do at Woolco, and, and we've been working together for a long time, is I'm actually essentially outsourcing this entire aspect of what we do here in a sense to you. Because 
you know, this requires a level of expertise. And so my responsibility, I believe, as the owner of a broadliner is to put my customers in the absolute best position they can be in to avail themselves of whatever they need, whether they want takeout containers that are going to address the problem of food integrity, quality, what have you, um, whether it's going to address the impact on the environment or whatever. When you go into one of our customers or just a customer in general, how do you suggest because this is something that can get extremely complicated and can get extremely lengthy. How do you suggest an end user begin the process of of really maximizing profits and maximizing the integrity? What would you recommend the first most important steps are for somebody to take or think about when it comes to takeout packaging? I would say the first step is one, let's take a look at your menu. Okay. Okay. See what kind of food you're serving. What is your need and your need to get to the end user? Also, are you thinking whether you want them to reheat it in the oven? Do you want them to reheat it in the microwave? These are also aspects that you need to look at. It's a great point. Then from there, we can show you a variety of options. I know a lot of chefs that I've met with, they're like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like the look. I don't like the feel for whatever reason. And a lot of chefs are very specific with what they like. And there are a lot of options to, to combat all of this today, which is wonderful. My suggestion is once we kind of narrow down those items that you need, and also lots of times I like it to, and the end user likes when it gets to their location, that the, 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 the containers are similar in look and in feel and integrity. So it's kind of holding that same type of look all the way through, consistency. Then I would suggest that your end user would request samples and several samples to try inside of your restaurant Put your food inside of it, hold it, close it, leave it there for X amount of time and make sure that this is what you want to end up at your customer. I can tell you that I did do a test once in a very high-end diner that was doing tremendous amount of takeout. And it was very interesting because he was catering to all the mothers who have children who are going to sports events and they're look and even doing lunches. So it, it was so interesting because he actually had a curbside pickup for the moms that he was generating. Wow. So his main concern in this case was that his fries by the would end up soggy at the end. And so anything that he did fried, and, and, you know, I have to say a lot of children love French fries. So this was one of his issues. So we did do a, taste, uh, a testing at the restaurant where we took out the fries right out from the fryer We put it inside of a container, which just happened to be a fiber container. We closed it. And we left it there. We spoke for 20, 25 minutes. And by the time we opened it up, the, the French fries were still crispy. They were still warm. And he was very satisfied. So he's been using that container ever since. So important. And just to sort of underline this so that people can sort of understand where I'm coming from, you wouldn't have customers come into your restaurant and have mixed matched plates, glassware, forks, and knives. You wouldn't have the place look like a mess. Correct. And so you have to ask yourself, what percentage of my sales are now being generated by takeout? And if that number is 5% or more, you absolutely must put forth the same effort in ensuring that the takeout packaging and beyond that, the takeout experience is as exceptional as the experience in eating in your restaurant. Now, I go into a lot of other points in my blog piece, which I would love it if you'd look at it LinkedIn. But for purposes of this interview, I think, Lisa, your points are, are great because one, you need the consistency in how it looks. 
Two, most importantly, you want to make sure that the product that you're putting in these containers arrives in the manner you want because whether it's fair or not fair, if a customer has a bad experience, they're going to somehow bring it back to the restaurant. And if it was avoidable by the packaging, it doesn't take long to figure out how important that is. And then the final piece of the puzzle, not to minimize it, in fact, it could be the first piece for some people, is what impact is this having on the environment? I know here we always, whether it's in this category or any other category that's that's highly specified, we utilize our vendors to meet with the end users, get them to really get the benefit of your expertise. And for all of you that have restaurants out there, whether you use Wilco or not, I think it's something you should absolutely avail yourself of. There's another product that's tied into this, which you brought to my attention, and I don't even know if everybody knows about it, and that is there's now packaging that takeout companies have to use, the bag, which is tamper-proof, which I'd like you to talk about because there was that article that trended all over the place about how people who deliver these meals oftentimes are either eating it or not handling it properly, which is a disgusting thought and something nobody wants, and you definitely don't want if it's your restaurant. So what solution is currently out there to prevent that happening for your meals if you're having it delivered from anyone else? Well, a lot of the containers now, and a lot of people are offering tamper-evident containers. That's one way to approach it. But sometimes you're not going to find every aspect that would be, say, for hot food and cold food that are tamper-evident, et cetera. Another way to combat this would be to have personal labels made with your name that you can kind of just lay over the opening of the container. So when it gets to the end user, it almost is like a seal, so they can open it up. And another trend that just has has come out, which is terrific, one of my manufacturers is uh, representing a tamper-evident bag. And that would allow you to put any type of container that you choose to work with without having them all tamper evident inside, putting it inside of the bag, you seal the bag. So when it gets to the customer at the end user, he can just rip open the whole bag. He knows that no one had the availability of getting inside of that bag. My personal view, Lisa, is I think that this is such an important innovation that I would encourage any of our restaurants, and I know a number of our customers at Wilco are using this, we're getting great demand. I would encourage all of you that are using it to really publicize it either on social media or anywhere else you can say, just so you know, all of our deliveries come in tamper-evident packaging. I actually believe this is so significant that it's a differentiation point of enough magnitude that I think you can capture business from people who don't use it. Because again, we have to understand that we're living in a world where meal delivery is growing at a dramatic rate. And that entire experience is only going to become more competitive and more scrutinized. This is a phenomenal way to differentiate yourself. And if you're doing it, there's a lot of fun and easy ways to alert your customers and the market in general that you're doing it. I would imagine at some point this is almost going to become industry standard. What do you think? Absolutely. I believe that this is the way to go. Again, if if one in every four delivery driver admitted, and that was just what they admitted to, I can't imagine what that ratio is that people are actually going in and dipping into the food that's being delivered. Unfortunately, like you said, it sounds awful, but this is a reality. And this is one way to combat that instantly, just by having the bag. Absolutely. And actually, the more I think about it, just from the standpoint of food safety, which is an enormous concern, it's something that we spend a tremendous amount of time here 
focusing on, I'm sure all of you do with your restaurants. It's another way for you to ensure food safety because God forbid the person who's handling the product does something inappropriate. It's almost certain it's going to come back to you. So I think from that perspective as well, you need to do everything you can to insulate yourself from it. One of the sort of, I don't want to say negative aspects, but one of the more unpleasant aspects of some of these laws that have come down the pike, which to my mind make perfect sense because we have to be good stewards of the environment. But a lot of people, and I would have to say I'm one of them, don't enjoy the experience of paper straws. It's not the same as a plastic straw, and, and it's just uh, many people don't like it. Now, you have some solutions, which we're starting to utilize, and some of the bigger companies are utilizing, which are the SIP lids and other types of packaging. If you could talk about that, because I understand why we're doing paper straws, or at least I understand the aspirational goal, which is to have less of an impact on the environment. I don't think people like that solution. What other solutions can you offer as a restaurant to differentiate yourself where you're adhering to the law, being a good steward of the environment, but giving a better user experience for your consumer? Well, one of uh, the manufacturers that I rep, Fabrical, Stephen, which you have, is a SIPLID. They've come out. It's also, we have it in compostable. We have it in recyclable. And for each cup, you might, a lot of patrons might have noticed it. Again, Starbucks is using it on a few of their drinks as well. So this is a lid that offers no straw. It's just a sip lid. So it's an adult sip lid that, you know, normally we would have had maybe generations before, but just for just the children. And it's great. I mean, the application really is currently, this new one is for your cold drinks that, you know, are, are out there, which is terrific. And I think you've seen in the past, I mean, again, you're not going to use a straw on a hot drink anyway. So no. this would be the solution, at least moving forward to kind of eliminate some of that straw usage out there. I can almost imagine this being a standard as well, because even though paper straws are better than plastic, it's still something that can be rendered unnecessary if you can incorporate it into the the overall packaging of the drink. When you meet with end users, such as chefs, and, and I know that you do a lot for my company, what would you say is the single, the first or second most common problems that people are looking for a solution for that you can help them with when it comes to the products that you're offering, the takeout packaging and what have you? I believe, again, as we spoke, is that the food, by the time it gets to that end user... So it's the user experience everyone's focused on. your user experience. And Does cost ever come up? In other words, how does the packaging of today with all of these innovations compare pricing-wise versus what was going on, say, 10 years ago? And does that ever come up? Well, I think most people are aware of the foam ban. So that was kind of your low-end insulated product that is now banned in New York City. You may not use foam any longer. So relieving from there, a lot of people went back to aluminum, which is also cost-effective. It is recyclable as well. So people, you know, understanding that, but they feel that that depending on the type of restaurant and what you're selling, the look or the feel at the end user is not giving them the look that, that they want for their customers. So if they're doing a very high-end steak, they don't want to put it in some type of an aluminum container. So they their main concern, I believe, when I'm seeing the chef is, again, that the food is portrayed at to the end user with the look and feel that it would be the same as it is inside of the restaurant. 
So again, that brings them to all different types of having to choose from what Got they it. want. Because in the old days, it was really, I mean, if you want to go way back, it was mostly pizza and, and Chinese food Correct. that would be delivered in diners, and now you have more stuff. So you're right. It, it has to be consistent with the overall theme that the restaurant has. Correct. And they don't want to have something that, you know, that's undermining that. And it's just another cost of doing business. But at the same time, for a lot of restaurants, they were never able to leverage their kitchen for takeout. And now they have an entire new revenue stream available. So, yes, there's a lot of downsides to these meal delivery companies, and that's been highlighted. But as I wrote and as I've thought about, if you're a sports bar or you're a high-end French restaurant or high-end any restaurant, you used to never have any business, really, that could be delivered. And now if you can actually get that layered on top of, and it's not cannibalizing what you currently have, why not invest in whatever you need to to make that experience phenomenal? It's just new revenue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've also seen a growth in the catering aspect as well on this too. So again, there are biodegradable catering options and recyclable options for that whole catering venue as well, because a lot of people want to have parties at home you know, as opposed to going out and into restaurants. And, you know, it's a big trend moving toward that as well. One of the products that we buy through you and and we're very proud to, it's our Holland & York food handling gloves. We've partnered up with a great company called Alara. Just for, I want to put this out there just for everyone who's a Wilco customer, so you know in case you don't know. Every time you purchase a case of our food handling gloves, Holland & York, we donate a meal to a food bank to make sure that we're doing what we can do to fight hunger. But Alara has come out with another product that I want to let our customers know about. And again, this is not to be promotional. This is to give you content that's going to help you run your business better because the food handling gloves are essential for food safety. They're a requirement. And like with anything else, when you want to utilize something for safety, you want to utilize the best. Alara now has a product, which Lisa was telling me is the only one out there where it's a food handling glove that's also recyclable. Is that correct? That's correct. They do have a DigiFit glove that is a recyclable glove. I don't know of others. Maybe there are, but that it is, it is a terrific option. This company as well and trending. I mean, everyone, our whole world is trying to give back and back into the community. And we're trying to be community-based and helping one another for the future. And I think this is a terrific way to show that even within this food industry, we are purchasing items that are working and this company is giving back toward. You're absolutely right. Businesses more and more are are viewed as ethical enterprises as they should be. That's how I view Wilco. So that's why I wanted to share the information about thing about the items rather being recyclable and about what we're doing to give back to the community. But the the main point that's underlying this whole conversation and really underlines a lot of what we do in this podcast is there is no aspect of your business that you should not be scrutinizing to make sure that, one, you're enhancing the customer experience, two, you're maximizing safety, and three, enhancing profitability. And I've seen firsthand that there's a lot of mistakes being made in this area of business. And if you can be the restaurant that really tightens it up, and your competitors don't, you're going to capture market share and or you may enhance profitability as well. I don't know how often that, 
I know we talked about the integrity of the product, but just in terms of profitability, people have to remember, if you spend a little bit more on the packaging, but you drive more and more return customers to you, I think it's a phenomenal investment. And why throw away that opportunity, right? Absolutely. If I, if I receive, I mean, just as a consumer, so if I put a takeout order in and I receive an item that is mushy and not what I expected to receive is the same way that I receive it when I go into the restaurant and order it, am I going to be that quick to reorder from them or am I going to look at somewhere else? So, and, and like you said, so if, if the meal is costing me $15, I do expect it to re- receive it at my table just like I would in the restaurant. So it would. And something I even think about, which I mentioned before, is if you really start getting, let, let's assume you're a restaurant that was not traditionally a restaurant that would have a lot of takeout business. And now thanks to the, the opportunities that are out there, you can actually get a lot of business. I always suggest that people have a few items that are for delivery only. And the reason I say that is if delivery is becoming enough of your revenue stream that, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's of scale, why not maximize your food prep and your menu for that particular aspect of your business? And I also like it from the marketing standpoint because now you can have certain dishes that are exclusive only to when people come in. And of course, you want people coming to your restaurant because one, they get that in, in dining experience. If you serve alcohol, they can consume the alcohol and all of that. On the other hand, if people feel like they're getting something that's exclusively prepared and available for takeout, then one, it makes you look much more conscientious as a chef or a restaurateur, which you are. And two, you might drive traffic. And three, you're going to increase the probability, if not ensure the probability, that the product comes out the way you want it because you designed meals that are meant to be delivered. So let's talk about something a little bit off, off of this immediate subject, but something that I think is very important because you are phenomenal at assisting us in marketing the products that we do. You're an excellent salesperson, and I've I've said that for years. I'm not just flattering you. I want to give value to our customers. I'm wondering if you have any ideas based upon the countless visits you've been on, what are some of the, the best marketing tools, strategies, ideas, something that restaurants, hotels, caterers can do that'll either raise awareness about them or perhaps drive sales, something that maybe you've seen or just in a business in general that you think people are not doing that they could do or that they could do more of or should do more of in terms of promotion? Well, I think just, again, of course, social media. Any social media aspect is phenomenal for today's getting your 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 menu out there and getting your, your menu and your venue and, you know, the excitement of, of, of your food. I mean, today everybody is a foodie, <laughs> I right. would say, and everybody's excited about food. So I think just, uh, again, I think the social media aspect is the best way to get out there with uh, podcasts. And, uh, I, I just had an idea. I just had an idea while we were talking. You mentioned the social media. I don't know that I've and, – and social media is vital, as you said. We talk about it almost every episode – I don't know that I've ever seen any of our restaurants or any restaurant that I've seen take a picture of their food in the takeout containers. And maybe that would be something unique to do if you're doing a lot of it. Do you know what I'm saying? That's so that a terrific you- idea. Yep. And, and I do that often when I visit accounts and when I post. Absolutely. I think it is a terrific idea to get it out there. 
that's something you all may want to consider. If you're going to be doing a lot more takeout, take, you know, because I've see I see so many unbelievable photographs that I know people are just taking with their iPhone or their Samsung. Take some pictures before the meal is sealed up and, and sent out there and take out. It'll be unique. It'll show the customers that you take pride in that aspect of it. And again, this is not some add-on. For some of you, the success or lack thereof of your takeout business is going to be the difference between success or failure in general. So social media is something really big. Another tool, which we sort of talked about, and I've this came up in my interview with uh, Tavern on Jane, being a part of the community. You know, New York City, and we deliver to New Jersey and, and Connecticut and, and Philadelphia and all of that, but just for purposes of our conversation, New York City is just a constellation of a number of communities or small towns. I say sponsor the Little League, participate in local events, be a big part of the community, right? I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Tying it all in, and and just the feel, and 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 again, of bringing it home and bringing it back to the community is a terrific idea. Something else that I was thinking of, Stephen, while you're saying this, is we do offer signage inside of restaurants for those who are being conscientious about uh, renewable and recyclable and compostable items. That's one thing we do offer table tents. We do offer posters that you can put up in your restaurant. Purchasing items that may, like a greenware, have a logo on it that tells the story of the items that you're selling your items in. That's very um, important. That's that's very important as well. Actually, I noticed when I was in Shake Shack a few weeks ago, they actually had their Alera gloves on top of their garbage area. So that people were their their workers were drawing from the gloves, but you could see right on the glove box we have one case, one meal is posted. So they're advertising right there in the middle of their restaurant. Mm. That they are giving back to the community. You make that's actually a great point that I haven't thought of, and I think for a lot of restaurants it's vital. Even with your packaging, your paper, everything that's going on with your restaurant, if you can communicate to your customers in an easy to read and understand format a story behind it that's in alignment with your mission. That's a great marketing tool because people will come in and they'll say, okay, this is an organic restaurant and it's farm to table and the the animals are being raised in a farm and humane manner. And yet I see paper thrown all over the place and I see, you know, what's going on with all of the other impact that you're having? So I think that's a phenomenal idea, having the narrative on the takeout containers as well. I think another thing that I do see when I call in the restaurants that I noticed a lot that they don't have is separate containers for your recyclable, for your waste. So if you go into a Whole Foods, if you notice in their eatery area, they really break it down for you. So I think an investment in a few of those pails showing recyclable here, trash here, that really makes a difference too, as far as breaking up your trash. So ensuring that it goes into the right places. It's a great point. And I think in, in, in this industry that we're in, in this business that we're in, and, and really in life, the people who put forth the effort and the attention to detail, they win. And, and if you're willing to do that in business, you're going to capture market share, you're going to enhance profitability, you're going to maintain customer loyalty. I couldn't agree with you more. I just have one more question, which is something I think about a lot, and I'd love to know your expertise. If you were to look let's say five years out into the future, 
What would you say is the single biggest trend that people can and or should get on now as it comes to takeout, recycling, compostable, any of that? Because I think people that are forward thinking and are on things early can sometimes utilize that as a vehicle to drive brand awareness, customer loyalty, enhanced margins, or all of the above. Stephen, I think that's what we've been speaking about the whole time is just all of the above is going, just a a conglomerate of everything that we've talked about is going back and and the community and and helping the community with with things like uh, Alera Gloves and purchasing them, just different ways that you show you're incorporating yourself, like you said, in baseball events or, or, uh, you know, giving back to these different events and, and showing up as restaurants. I've seen a lot of restaurants in the community offering free meals. So very interesting how everybody is reaching out in that way. Again, just showing that you are making an effort to make a, you know, a really good footprint and going toward these renewable, recyclable ways. I mean, there's, there's a new name. It used to be Reduce, Recycle, Renew, and, and now a few people have come out with another little saying of responsible, renewable, and reliable. Mm. So this is something that you may be looking at. These these three R's are a terrific way to kind of think of going toward the future, being responsible, using renewable resources, and then you have things that are reliable. So again, with with the whole trend of the, the restaurant and our whole community coming together, this is a great way to show for the restaurants to be giving back. It's a great point. And I guess I would just conclude by saying to everyone out there that's listening, whether you own a restaurant currently or aspire to, or a bar, bakery, anything in this industry, packaging paper goods are not an afterthought in any way, shape, or form. For some of you, it's absolutely vital. For many of you, it's an opportunity to differentiate yourself in a massive way from your competition. And it's also a way, if you're thinking it and you work on it, for a way to enhance margins and enhance top-line revenue. And I really am glad that you took the time to meet with me, Lisa. And I'm really glad we did this subject because I agree with you. I would say the two biggest trends that are going on in this industry right now are plant-based products and takeout packaging. One is based upon what's going on with respect to food supply, the environment, global warming. The second, which is the takeout packaging, not only is tied into all of the environmental issues, but it's also tied into the way we're changing as a society. And it's changing how people are going to be eating and dining and utilizing restaurants. And the more you can maximize your expertise and your utilization of this trend, the better your business is going to be. So this was really, really wonderful, Lisa. Thank you again for taking the time to come in. I I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Well, that was really a a fascinating and important interview with Lisa April. I hope you enjoyed it. I know that I did. This week, I want to recommend a book. It's one of my favorite books. It's called Moneyball by Michael Lewis. It's also one of the rare instances where the book was turned into a movie that was also an excellent movie starring Brad Pitt. But the book is great, and the reason I'm mentioning it is because it's really a book about the benefits of thinking differently and being courageous in your thinking and being a visionary. And I think that ties in beautifully to this interview because, again, takeout packaging has been around forever. 
but it's changing and it's changing in a big way as we speak. And those people who see that opportunity and utilize it to the max are going to be the restaurants and the bakeries and the food service establishments that capture the market share of delivery. And if delivery is a bigger share of the market in general, that's going to be huge. So I hope you enjoy that book. As always, please send your book recommendations to me. I really appreciate those of you that have been sending them. In fact, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about a book I read that was recommended to me. You can reach me at stephen at wilcofoods.com. You can get us by DMing me at wilcofoods. You can find out more about The Profitable Table and all of our other podcasts by going to www.wilcofoods.net. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes, please subscribe. Please recommend it to a friend. And uh, as always, thanks so much for listening and have a great, great day. Thank you for listening to The Profitable Table fed by Wolco Foods. Please be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about Woolco Foods or Stephen Toberoff, please visit us at woolcofoods.net. <laughs>